0: Playhouse.
1: Presenting Josephine Young Case's story of loneliness, struggle, and hope at midnight on the 31st of March.
2: It is the last day of March. Winter still with us.
3: Ooh, what a win.
1: What are you doing up, Mom? Well, I knew your pod like a cup of coffee when he was finished down at the barn.
3: What's happened? Come, son, volunteer maid is now the proud mama of a bull calf.
4: Fine little bull.
3: Good. Well, here's your coffee. Thank you. Thanks,
4: Mom. Well, put on that midnight news broadcast. we will be on in a few minutes.
1: <laughs> Not often we have a baby bull to keep us up such hours. Glad it didn't take all night to arrive. Oh, you must be tired, Mae.
3: Yes, I think I... Am I imagining things, or are these lights
1: getting dim? They do look a bit dim.
0: That's funny. Set broken? Couldn't be. Can hear static, but none of the stations are on now. Just that little music and nothing.
3: Need any new tubes or anything? No, just had them tested. What's wrong with the lights?
1: They're almost out.
0: There they go. Power plant failed, I guess. That's queer.
1: Well, here's
3: a candle. Looks like it's time we were all in bed.
0: At midnight on the 31st of March, no light shines out upon the village street, and every head in all of Saugersville is laid upon its pillow, sleep or wake. Only the slippery road, the roaring creek, two dozen houses in a valley cleft, a mill, a store, two steeples pointing up, a school, garage, the hotel, and the grange, are Saugersville for anyone to see, given light to see by, or an eye to see. April the first is gray, a smoky dawn that lifts sullenly behind the hill. The air
5: smells strange. You know, Earl, a funny thing happened last night. Huh? Yes, I I couldn't sleep, so I lit the light, decided to read a bit. But after a while, it just faded out. Tried other lights in the house, but the power seemed
4: to be off. Hmm. Uh, Hey, what's going on? Can't get electric power in my barn. Well, John was just telling me that his lights weren't working either. Oh? I well, thought maybe it was just the lines to my house. Hey, maybe we ought to call the company and find out what's happened. How about it, Bert? You you want to call or should I? I'll
0: call the company. Power's still off and my refrigerator isn't working. Can't allow all my meat to spoil.
4: It'd be a fine thing if that stupid power company ruined all the meat and stuff in Zogerville's one and only store. When does your wholesale butcher get here, Bert? Yeah,
0: uh, uh... Tomorrow.
4: You well, know, it's funny the parts should have stayed off so long. There hasn't been any storm. What's the matter, Bert? Having trouble?
0: Don't get no answer, Earl. Line seems dead. There must be something wrong. Isn't that George's truck? Hmm? <laughs> There's no mistake in that fiery red truck. <laughs> it's George's all right. Yes, but he should be out on his milk rod. It's an hour before
4: his time. Yeah, that's George. He's coming in.
0: Well, George, you here?
4: The road. Ain't there no more?
0: Road ain't there. Well, what did you say, Jordan? The
4: mist was low in the valley, so I drove real slow. Couldn't hardly see my way down through Green Hollow. Go on, go on. And there, round the biggest curve, was awful rough. And then. Oh, then what? Then there wasn't any road at all. The concrete bridge just beyond the curve was gone. Oh, well, it was well, well like I could see it
3: wasn't there.
4: Nothing but trees where the road used to be. Oh, well, you no, went? No, no. I tell you, there's nothing there. One. The road. Gone. Any luck, Earl? No. Just trees as far as we could see. (laughs) Even where the high tension poles used to be, there's nothing but trees. Trees all around.
2: This just don't make sense. Everything disappearing. The men keep coming back and saying the roads are gone. The bridges are gone the railroads. Where is everything gone? What's to become of us all?
0: We've searched for miles. There are no towns, no other sides of human life, just woods as thick as jungle. There was a meeting in the school that night. And every living soul in Saugersville that could get upon two legs appeared. Now, everyone is there, and talk runs on. Now low and slow, now high hysterical. Earl Franklin rises and knocks on the teacher's desk. Now, let's see if we can tell just how this came about. Can anybody say? John Herbert?
5: Last night I couldn't sleep. And let the light to read. I saw the bulb go out. It faded out as though the power went off by slow degrees.
0: Well, what time would that have been, John?
5: About eleven ten. I took my book and read almost an hour. Midnight, I guess.
0: Yeah, our lights went out at midnight, and the radio programs died out too. And I've got a battery set, but I couldn't get nothing but static. Uh, well, we've been to where Centerfield used to be, an in Indian town, and as far as Sulphur Springs. It's all the same, no towns at all, not any house or road, only the river and the creeks and the trees. What's well,
2: come to everyone, where are they except for us and for us? Maybe tomorrow they will
4: be just
1: trees in Saugersville
0: and where we be there. Yes. Well, Barron, some kind of fate that's after us and hasn't quite caught up, we're going to live here in Saugersville a while. The trouble is to find out just how we're going to do it. Now that we needs must be independent of what used to be the rest of the world.
4: Uh, Earl! Yeah. Ed Gibbets! Yeah, you got a tarnish and a lot of milk to home. We'll all be throwing some of that away now that George can't drive it to the other towns to be sold. Saugerville's calves and pigs and people, butter and cheese won't take it all. We'll likely have to eat the cows and then keep just enough for what we need ourselves for milk and cream and butter We'd better breed a lot of veal and beef and pigs. Yeah, and we'd better see each one of us got enough hens.
0: Yes. But we're very lucky that this is spring. At least we can plan to plant what we'll need for food and fodder for the year.
2: <laughs> now, we
0: must count all the things we have to have that used to come from out of town and see just how we can replace them for ourselves. And, uh, there's not too big a stock of food in your store, is there, Bert? Oh, no, not much there. Then I think that it'd better be rationed out fairly to everyone. It looks to me, my friends, as though we'll have to have a committee of safety, as they did long ago, five or seven men to tell us what to do and when to do it. If you agree, let's settle that right now. Under the stars that look so far away, blown by a fierce spring wind that whacks the trees, the people hurry home to light their lamps, walking with new responsibility and courage that even now does not desert. The elected members of the safety board, Gus Water, Ed Winterhouse, and George, Bert Snyder, and Earl Franklin as the head, go home as well, to bed, if not to sleep. Our first problem is to see that everybody gets his share of food. We can write you now what I have on hand in the store.
4: I've drawn up some tentative plans on what we all have to plant this year. We'll have to kill some cattle. Don't have enough feed for so many heads.
3: Well, Grandma, you'll have to teach us how to make soap now. Go buy your soap. But you know we can't do that anymore.
2: Fiddlesticks.
3: Where are my cough drops? You've eaten them up. We can't get them anymore. I'll have none of this. None of this unlikely
1: lie, you tell. Go leave me be and tell me nothing more.
0: You have some gas and oil on hand, Bert? Yes, truck came Saturday. Have about 1,200 gallons of gas. Oh, good. The kerosene and oil should last an ordinary month. The gas... Well, with careful use, we might make it last for a while for the farm machinery. After that, we'll just have to use horses. The summer came upon them like a storm, a rush of green that sweeps up over the land and covers deep the delicate shades of spring that grow in moister soil and fainter sun. The grass stands up and stretches in every night. The new set gardens sprout thick and green, and in new fields, the grain begins to wave.
1: Your garden's coming along nice, May. You should be
3: proud of it. Yes, I like working in it. Feeling the soil, watching things grow. I don't know. But it seems to give me something solid to hold on to.
1: Yes, but you work too long in the hot sun. You should rest
3: once in a while. I don't like to rest.
1: When you spend all your time working, it's not good for you. You should go out and have some fun
3: once in a while, girl. Oh, Mother, why should I go out when the one I want to go out with doesn't ask me?
1: Oh, so that's what's bothering you, May.
3: I
2: thought you were upset about something. Is it John Herbert?
3: Yes, it's John. Mother, he doesn't even seem to know I exist. He's always with Gert Winterhouse. Oh, I suppose since both him and Gert have lived in the city, they just sort of
2: naturally drew together when when all this happened.
3: I suppose so. But, Mother, I know they're not right for each other.
1: Maybe not me, May, but you can't go and tell them that.
3: Oh, I know it. Sometimes I'm so unhappy. Oh,
0: yes, dear. I know it.
3: Sometimes when I'm working in the garden, this place seems no smaller than it ever was. I never cared for city life or city ways. I don't miss anything really with the way things are now. I feel that way too.
0: But there's some that don't.
3: Yes. And I'm afraid that John is one of them.
0: October 1st now brings them half a year complete in this world that is so new and so tarnation-old. They are the same men and boys and girls and wives and maids as on that midnight of the 31st of March. Their eyes look now to winter and the snow, the test to search them out if they are strong. They know the answer if their strength should fail.
5: Yeah? Why, John Herbert. Uh, come in, my boy, come in. Good evening, Reverend You. Uh, let me have your coat. Uh,
0: sit down, uh, won't you, John?
5: Why, yes, thank you, I will. Uh, it's getting chilly out.
0: Yes, autumn is here, and that
5: means winter will soon descend
0: upon us. Did you, uh, want to see me about something special?
5: You must think it's queer. My I visiting you all of a sudden like this? I never have before. Not queer, no, but uh, I am curious. I've been meaning to come to see you for some time now. I'd like to talk with you about... Well, about these past months since last March 31st. Yes? Well, Reverend Ewell, what do you think of our isolation in a world destroyed? Don't tell me God or Providence has willed that this should be. What do you really think the answer is? You must think it's queer, my visiting you all of a sudden like this. I never have before. Not queer, no, but uh, I am curious. I've been meaning to come to see you for some time now. I'd like to talk with you about... Well, about these past months since last March 31st. Yes? Well, Reverend Ewell, what do you think of our isolation in a world destroyed? Don't tell me God or Providence's will that this should be. What do you really think the answer is?
0: If I say God in his wisdom made the mystery, and if you say blind faith playing an aimless
5: game let this happen,
0: why, what's the difference? We are bound to live because
5: some strength within us says we must. But it's taking all our time to find out how to keep on living. Why? (laughs) There I go again. There's always a why.
0: John, uh, I haven't always felt as I do now. Submission to God's witness, his world. Uh, Nor can I counsel you to bow your head, for youth must fight, and with its fighting, learn.
5: I've fought so long and learned so little that I'm tired of it. Well, you're still young, John. I used to think constantly of the city, all it meant, and thought I couldn't do anything if not there. Then, when I found that by not being in the city I'd saved the life I valued nowhere but there, what had I left? I've been lost. And done more than one foolish thing in loneliness.
0: But now those things
5: are past? Oh, yes. Hmm. Someone else out walking on a day like this? She's certainly battling against this wind. Looks as though she'll just about make it over the top of this hill. Hello, May.
3: Oh. oh, hello, John. I didn't see you there. Oh,
5: I noticed that you had your head sort of tucked under your coat collar for protection.
3: <laughs> sort of cold out. It's, it's going, going to, to snow. snow. <laughs>
5: <laughs> going to, what did we say? Here it comes now. We'd better go. Yes, it's a thick snow. Please, I wish you'd come in. I have something here. I need some help.
3: You need help?
5: Yes. Come in, I'll I'll show it to you. All right. (laughs) Look, it's white out already, and it's been snowing just a few minutes. The door's unlocked. Go on in. I'll just get these boots off. Okay.
3: What a nice house you have.
5: No, it's small, but suits me fine. Here, let me take your coat. (laughs)
3: Thank you.
5: Then I'll light some candles, It's getting dark in here.
3: It's gotten dark very early today. Tell me, what did you want to show me? Oh,
5: over here on my work table. In my spare time, I've been, well, shall I say, manufacturing some toys for Christmas.
3: Oh, wonderful. (laughs) You know, my brother Jack has been wondering how Santa Claus would find us this year.
5: Oh, I've made a farmyard, some dolls, Noah's Ark, and so forth. But this is what I wanted to show you this doll in particular.
3: Oh, she's lovely. I guess no matter how old I get, I'll always like dolls.
5: Would you be interested in making some clothes for her?
3: I'd love it. Mother has a rag bag full of scraps, and I'll make her a lovely wardrobe.
5: And if I sell her, you'll have your hat.
3: We'd better go into business.
5: Why? We might earn ten pounds of maple sugar
3: or five cords of well split wood. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The Reverend Yule holds church on Christmas Eve. His little buildings all ablaze with lights. He has collected candles all the fall instead of pennies in the collection plate. All Saugersville is here as it has not spent Christmas Eve in church these many years. O God, our Father, wise and most benevolent, that blesses us although we know it not, Give us to keep here in our hearts the memory of Christ, whose birth we celebrate now for the first time in our new world of loneliness and toil. His story we will read and tell and love that all may know that follow after here the blessing that thou gavest in thy Son. Amen. Now let us sing hymn 96. Hymn <coughs> This is the truth. It's up to us to keep this thing alive. We mustn't forget. But this is just a little part of all we must pass on. Our duty is so heavy. How can we ever do all that is right?
5: May look so good, so sweet so true, a part of these strong hills and fit to live and carry here a life that will be good.
0: Cold, a fever, chills and aching pain. A shattering weakness deep in blood and bone. These bear them down like grain beneath the hail.
4: Uh, how's Abe tonight?
2: Well, I hope he'll sleep for a while now. I just gave him some broth.
4: Uh, he's pretty delirious, isn't he?
2: Yes. He kept mumbling something about how he, Abe Givets was going to be the richest man in Saugersville. Uh-huh. He said something about having salt, and he'd better guard it. Well, your supper's ready now, George.
4: Ellen, why can't we tell him we want to get married?
2: But, George, you know how he feels about my leaving him. He's been so dependent on me ever since my mother died.
4: But you've got a right to, to live your own life.
2: But you don't know him the way I do, George. If he knew we were in love with each other, I don't know what he'd do.
4: I'm going to tell him.
2: Please, George. It's been so nice here these past months since you've been working here. Don't spoil what little we have. What's that?
4: Hmm. What?
2: Sounds like the front door banging in the wind.
4: Oh, it is. It is. How'd that get open?
2: Oh, I don't know. I bolted it before. Hey?
4: If he's delirious. Yes.
2: Yes, he must have gone out. Uh, well, here's the lantern.
4: I look for tracks in the snow. Come on. There are footprints here by the door.
2: Yes. They go out the uh, field.
4: Uh, he can't be far ahead of us.
2: But why did he go out?
4: Well, I don't know. His
2: tracks are clear. He must be close behind him.
4: Ellen, me. there he is.
2: Where? Oh, what's he doing?
4: I don't know, but
1: I think he's dealing by that old hidden hole.
2: What's he got in his hands?
1: Well, it looks like rope. Just
2: talk to him, George.
4: Hey, hey, ah! hey oh. it, it's me, George. Don't be fool. You think I don't know you're trying to take Helen away from me? He knows. You and my daughter. Help me about. Take your hands off me. George, look out to that hole. George, George, get
2: away from the rim of that hole. hole. Can't you catch him? He's crazy wild. Look out. Look out.
0: yesterday, wasn't it, Earl? It certainly was. First John and May announced their engagement and then that business last night. Seems something funny about all that. Ah, it does, Gus. Abe's dead and looks now like George will probably be a cripple. Looked to me like they had a fight there, that old hole. Yes, I'm afraid they did. Funny there being salt there. Wonder if old Abe knew it. You can bet your boots he did. Probably wait until we didn't have no more and then he'd tell us about it. He always was an old miser. Well, he got what was coming to him. If he hadn't had the salt on his mind, he wouldn't have gone out there, and then he wouldn't have been killed. Yes, but think of poor Ellen. Her father's dead, and now she says she's going to marry George, even though he is a cripple. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, at any rate, we should be congratulating you, Gus. Me and John are a fine couple. Yeah, <laughs> they certainly are. Oh, any date set for the wedding? April 1st is the wedding, our New Year's Day here in Saundersville. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Uh, but by the way, we should be calling a meeting of the Safety Council, don't you think? You know, our first year is almost up. We've got a lot of things to discuss. Yes, we've got to plan the crops for this spring. And I think we should plan for a new election. That's right. Don't seem possible a year is most up. And I think we should establish some kind of law. Law? Yes. Something aimed for justice in a place like this some simple rules of government like they had way back in the days before there were so many towns. After all, the original idea in this country was that each must have his turn at government. Yes, that's true. We must hold to that idea and pass it on to our children. Each one must have his turn at government. The 31st of March is like a day two months ahead of time. The snow is gone, and even here and there, the grass is green. That cold and bitter day a year ago, with snow still deep along the snow fences and chilly air and summer far away, is like a memory of winter cold. The shadow that is real, but now is gone. Another hour and all our year is spent. It may be the last if God keeps anniversaries and likes to do things on the proper date again. Maybe at midnight then, upon the hour as when John Herbert saw his light go dim, we will depart upon as blind a road as took all we knew a year ago. Ah, but this year has been good for us. Alone as we have been, the privations and struggles we have faced have brought out the best in all of us. We're stronger now than we were last March 31st. And, if we get by this fatal hour tonight, we will keep on and be the human race. One year gone by. So little time in human life. And in God's sight, a breath. A heartbeat or a drop of rain. O oh God, inspire my heart with strength so that the day may never come when our descendants turn and look with questioning eyes and ask again Christ Jesus, who was he? What did he do?
5: midnight the time has come again the year is gone maybe maybe at midnight our world will return and all this year will then become a moment's dream which we have dreamed in some few seconds of one night a moment's dream of something real maybe maybe
1: John
0: Herbert starts now for bed. He winds his watch and sees the hands move slowly onward toward the midnight of the 31st of March.
1: You have heard Josephine Young case's story at midnight on the 31st of March from a book published by the Houghton Mifflin Company. The adaptation for Author's Playhouse was by Hazel Way, and Fred Way was the director. The musical score was composed and conducted by Dr. Roy Shield. Next week, same time, same station, Author's Playhouse will bring you Francis Cockrell's farce comedy of a man who was beaten at his own game, Rogue's Holiday. This playhouse came to you from Chicago.
5: This is the National Broadcasting Company.